Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. You're not just a person. You're a soul with a path of evolution. There is a bigger picture here, a reason for what happens to us. When we discover this deeper meaning, we receive freedom and abundance. Each week, we will be discussing matters relating to the soul, spirit, and cosmic energies. Learning how to incorporate all of these aspects into living an abundant and happy life. Isn't that what we all want? Dr. Vicki's transformational program uses intuitive and well-proven methods to identify the root cause of what is preventing success to help bring positive change, the change your soul is crying out for you to experience. If you're lonely, sad, and stuck, then listen into the show and find out ways to become free and happy. It's easy to call into the show or simply listen. Either way, sit back, relax, and enjoy living your soul's journey. Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey with Dr. Vicki. This week, we will be discussing loneliness. Oh my gosh, it sounds like such a word. It's like, oh, you know, I've had this incredible week and this incredible life journey, and yet I still find every single person that I talk to in counseling, advising, or coaching all deal with the same issue, loneliness, in some form. So I said, you know what, tonight I am going to talk about loneliness. Now, there are two reasons for loneliness, and we're going to really get into it tonight. One is spiritual, spiritually based, and that goes back to a long time ago when you first came onto this world planet, if we can call it that. And the other is fear, physical. As always, I will incorporate the universal spiritual laws to this subject as it has answers right in its natural state of being. And if I can help anyone tonight or this afternoon, depending on where you are, to understand, then my show tonight will have been worth doing because loneliness is a serious, even mental health issue for those who really, really go into it in a depressive state of being. And uh, typically when someone is, is spiritual, they don't want to ever admit that they're, they've had loneliness. But the truth is I I've never known anybody that hasn't. That doesn't mean that, that you out there listening tonight may say, well, I've never been lonely. And that I say, wow, then you should be on my show. But it's just that loneliness is something that happens in our physical world today. And there's some reasons for it. We're going to get into that. Personally, I haven't known anyone that hasn't had some form of loneliness. Many children are lonely. Married people are lonely. And you can be lonely in a crowd of people. If that is your state of being for that moment, loneliness is different, though, remember this, from being alone. I personally love being alone. And yet there are times when we all feel a sense of loneliness. And, and I, the only time I can think of 
really is thinking about, about someone in my family leaving. And then even then I have such a sense of peace within myself that I think, well, when that time comes, there'll be this new journey and there'll be that new journey. And it's not a disconnection from feeling. It doesn't mean that you can't have emotion. It's just that when you get that sense of peace within you, that sense of connection with spirit and with yourself, it's pretty hard to be lo- have that feeling of loneliness anymore. So I, I want to share a story. And I, if you've listened to my show before, I love telling stories because personally, I learn from them. So I like to, to, to teach in that manner. Um, my two good friends live some distance away from where I live, but I know that they are both only a phone call, text message. One, both of them really don't do email, but I, I know I can communicate them with them some way. And one of the loneliest times of my life was in my past relationship. It was the last relationship that I had that I said that was it. And that's where I learned my greatest lessons. And I, I'll get into that a little bit if I, if I remember to th- this, um, this show. But one of those loneliest times was in that relationship. And you'd say, well, whoa. Why would that be? Well, I wanted so much to be alone, to be in my own space. And I was so lonely in that relationship as it was not real. It was not a real relationship. It was based on fake things, fake emotions, fake intentions. Another subject in itself, another radio show. So being with someone is not the solution in a majority of the times just to have someone in your life. Now, as a divorce attorney, I will share that there are many, I'm not going to say a few, but I will say many people who marry just because they are in a state of loneliness and they believe in their soul and in their heart, maybe not in their soul, but in their, in their heart, if a, if that's a proper way of saying it, that that, person will resolve their loneliness. And uh, wow, we're going to get into that tonight because being with someone else is not, is not going to resolve anything. Some people don't want to eat alone and consider that the ultimate of loneliness. Again, we are looking at thoughts, which is law of abundance, law of attraction, law of allowing, And then we're also looking at our viewpoints. Others don't mind it at all. I love the conversation, you know, at a restaurant personally. So prefer to eat with someone when I'm out in public, especially at a really nice restaurant. But I have eaten many times alone. I remember visiting Nashville when I was looking to, to do my recordings. And I went to a really, really, really nice restaurant. And I was alone. And I was without anyone else there. And I ate. And I enjoyed it, and I was so happy. And I even saw Mickey Gilly there, and I went up to him and spoke to him and thanked him for his music. And so, you know, at that time, it did not bother me, and that was years ago. So it's all in your attitude. I I believe it's in your attitude. So due to a family member studying to be a psychologist, and yes, I'm very proud of her because she's graduating with honors, I want to share several viewpoints this, this week on loneliness how to spot it, and ways to get over it. And my practice deals with this every single day. And I just want to share with you that I couldn't sit here and talk to you about loneliness 
if I had not experienced it myself and had not resolved it for myself, I would feel um, not good about sharing with you how to get over it if I had not personally gotten over loneliness. So I feel good about being able to talk to you about that tonight. There are several viewpoints on loneliness. One is coping with it. You got to be able to cope with it. Uh, There are viewpoints on that with people taking antidepressants. They take medicines. They drink. They do drugs. um, Maybe they're sexually overactive. Anything to mask the loneliness. There's some things on Facebook and some internet stuff that I've heard about that supposedly can mask uh, or help you to cope with loneliness, but that's coping, y'all. Coping is not a solution. And the other is a solution. It is resolving the loneliness, absolutely getting over it. So it's like, oh, I get to be alone tonight. Wow, am I blessed. And that's where my life is now. I'm like so blessed to be able to have my own space and to have my own comfort zone of my home, my pets, my wooded um, environment where I live, where I'm personally connected with the spirit. I mean, I'm connected with nature and I love it. So I prefer the second viewpoint as it absolutely handles the issue of loneliness. Many people are meeting online these days and I'm, personally never done that, but that is somehow satisfies their need for friendship. I've seen or heard, I should say, I don't know that I really can say I've seen, but I, I do know people that um, I, I guess on Facebook, I don't know anything about Twitter, but, um, and yes, I know I'm aging myself and I really don't care because that's the way that I feel at this moment in time is that I don't know how I could call someone a friend that I have never even, I don't even know anything about them. All I know is that I, that they befriended me on, on Facebook. It's like, um, you could have a thousand friends on Facebook, but never met one of them. And I question that. I mean, who are they? How do you know who they are? I mean, just cause they have a picture and they tell you they're a psychologist. Maybe they tell you they're a spiritual healer, but I mean, really, who are they? What is their tone? What is their level of consciousness? Um, if you needed help, would they be there for you? I, I mean, you wouldn't even know them if they dro- if drove up into your yard. You wouldn't even know who they were. Uh, they, they might live in Australia and you live in Missouri. You could be befriending a criminal or a pedophile for that matter. But I'm old fashioned and I was raised on real friends. Maybe you don't see them every day, but you know them. You know who they are, you know their character, you know what they've done throughout their lives, or at least since you've known them, you know that they have integrity, you know that they have some character, some discernment about them, and you know, you don't have to see them every day, but you can at least know that they're there. And so I feel that the social media, even though it it is operating to bring the world together. And it definitely does that. There's no doubt it does that. But at the same time, if all your friends are on Facebook and you don't know anybody, I think that's a little contributory toward loneliness because you're sitting in your room or you're sitting in your living room and you're saying, oh, I have all these friends, but in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, you know, that's not completely true. As a counselor, I see more loneliness coming from the disconnection of 
so-called friends on social media than I did, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago when it wasn't as the big thing uh, to just have friends on, on social media. Now, today's world, I know that I ask uh, someone that's much younger than I am, more of a millennial age person, you know, do they have real friends? And they say, well, yeah, but a lot of them are on, on social media. And so they don't have any discernment on who they are, what their character is, except for what they're told. And folks, you, you, you have to see people sometimes to get their facial expressions, to know who they are, to know their real life. And on social media, you don't get, get that. So, I mean, you wouldn't even know them if they passed you on the street. So you may be surrounded by people all the time, but yet feel very lonely. We are all unique and different. So how can any one person ever satisfy what you may need? That is why internal peace is one of the keys to not feeling lonely. And I'm going to repeat that again. One of the most important keys to not feeling lonely is to have that peace within yourself. Then no one can take that away. If a friend walks away from you or a boyfriend walks away from you, then it won't matter because you still have yourself. It is important to understand that other people are not here to satisfy our loneliness, to satisfy our needs. So if we're looking for friendship, relationships, only to not feel lonely, then that is a recipe for extensive and deep loneliness because people will disappoint us if we have so many expectations for people that they are to satisfy what we need, to fulfill what we need, to do what we want, and to fulfill our happiness and to keep us from being lonely. Whoo! What an expectation on somebody. I mean, I don't know that I, I, I know that once in a while I have a family member that says, I want to do everything I can to help you be happy today. And what I say to this person is just be yourself. It's up to me to be happy. You can't make me happy because there's no way that you can know what it's going to take for me to be happy. Yes, if you're in a relationship and you're sad, let's just take a typical day. You're in a relationship and your husband, wife, whatever, comes home and brings you a beautiful rose. Well, I'd say that's probably going to make you happy. That's probably going to make you feel so good. But that is an external force. It's something we need in this physical world. And I had the last person that I had a relationship, I always remember this because it, it's kind of stuck with me. I mean, I've done my, you know, cutting the cords and all this, but it was something he said, how can you let me go? Uh, you won't have anybody to bring you a flower, to bring you flowers. And I'm like, whoa. I thought to myself, I've got to endure all of this facade to have a rose or a flower. And I said to him, I said, you know what? I have the ability in all ways and shapes and forms to go buy my own flowers. And I feel as valued by giving a flower to myself as I do in finding a rose in a, in a rose garden, because it's real. Now, if you have one of those fabulous relationships where you have just got everything going for you and it is so perfect, then that's a little different situation. Somebody brings you flowers and it's sincerely from their heart 
and they really love you, then you know what? Be grateful. Allow, allow the law of allowing to say, thank you, spirit, for having this happen. This is awesome. I used to have a friend who called every day to talk. She's still a friend, but, but not, not in the same shape or form. Sometimes it was inconvenient to talk to her every day, but I knew she needed that connection. She was working uh, at 64 years old at a job she didn't want, but her husband wasn't making a living, so she had no choice. It wasn't something she loved, but she took it on with a happy heart, with a good attitude, and yet she needed someone, wasn't necessarily me she needed, she just needed someone to talk to every morning. Well, as a friend to her, I was that person. Sometimes I'd be putting my makeup on. I'd be getting ready to go to work. I would be, you know, busy with stuff, but I'd be there for her because that's just who I am. I considered her a friend. Then she moved on. Her husband got some sort of work and she stopped calling. Now, she is still a friend, but if I had to have that constant connection to feel loved, to feel respected, to feel needed, to feel uh, loved and not lonely, I'd be in trouble, wouldn't I, y'all? Well, now, I would be disappointed and upset, but I understand. Friendships take on different states of being. She only needed someone to talk to, not even necessarily, as I mentioned earlier. She didn't even necessarily need me, but I doubt that anybody else was going to be able to talk to her at 7 o'clock in the morning. I just happened to be up because a family member was always up going to school. So, yeah, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning was just nothing to me. It, it was fine for me. I understand that, too. And, again, we can't rely on others to fulfill our need to be loved. Now, I could go back and say, hmm, I really needed that. And so at the time that it ended, I was like, well, I I think there's an elephant in the room. I think there's something going on. And then I did some spiritual work on it. And I realized, you know what? She has other family members now where she moved. She doesn't need that friendship anymore. And that's fine. Life moves on, y'all. It's like relationships. It's like we feel lonely. I I had a very close friend of mine who is, I don't know how old he is. I think he's in his 70s, possibly. And he had had a girlfriend from the past. I mean, long time ago. And they didn't marry. He married somebody else. She married somebody else. And then about two years ago, they met again. And they said, uh, well, we were so, well, mature, elderly. I hate to use the word elderly at 70, but that, that's those were their words, that we want to go ahead and get married. We're not going to even spend the time. We knew each other in, child, in, um, in high school, in college. We know who we are. Well, I saw them a year later, and they looked at me, and I said, well, how are y'all doing? And he looked at me, and he said, well, <laughs> we don't have anything in common. We don't know, even know who each other are. We can't even talk to each other. And this week, they got a divorce. And they've been separated for months and months and months, even before then. And, and so what I say for that, and he said, you know, I'm going through a, a loneliness with it. And of course he would be. And I understand that, but it's not so much a loneliness like he's not self-fulfilled because this person is very self-fulfilled, but it's just the disappointment. We have expectations 
And we all do, y'all. Uh, we tend to have expectations that this is going to happen. Well, if we move here, if we have this person in our life, then, oh, wow, that's going to be the key. That's going to make us happy. Oh, I'll never be lonely again. If Joe Blow is in my life or Susie Q is there, it'll solve all my problems. Well, I mean, I'm just like, ooh, recipe. We're going to have a real good disaster cake here. It's going to be perfectly done. I mean, it'll, it, it's going to fit right into the pattern. So, you know, again, it is a journey, a soul's journey that I took this life and finally learned to handle it, to handle the loneliness. I used to wait for night to come just so I could go to sleep and be connected to spirit just to not feel lonely. I felt so lonely during the daytime. I felt like... My house would never sell. Nothing was ever going to happen. Things were just not evolving in my life. Yes, I was doing spiritual work. Yes, I was evolving spiritually, but it wasn't working totally. And obviously, obviously, I didn't have it figured out. And I wasn't connected to myself like I thought I was or spirit like I thought I was in a way that helps to overcome loneliness. And there's the key. There is a key, if y'all are listening, if there's even anybody listening tonight, just remember that when you are connected to something that can never leave you, you will no longer have loneliness. Well, let's see, who are the two Two, who are the two entities in this world that will never leave you? Well, one's yourself. You can't run away from yourself, although many people try. You can't leave yourself. So that's the first step. Second step is spirit. Spirit is a lot of different ways we can look at spirit, and I'm not going to sit here and talk about it all tonight. But spirit is, in one way, the universal laws. Let's look at it from a spiritual viewpoint. The universal laws are here for us, whether we know them, understand them, or use them correctly, or even are plugged into them, wired correctly. They're there. So when we connect to the universal or the spirituality of life in a way that is true, understanding, and really tuned in, which takes some high consciousness, y'all. We got to, this is not a life I have found. And boy, I wish, you know, somebody could, can prove me wrong on this. I want to find their method. But if you really on a soul's journey, for expansion and higher consciousness, you sometimes have to take the road less traveled. It isn't about going to social parties, being around people all the time and thinking that is going to take away your loneliness. When people take that attitude, well, I just have a lot of friends. I got it. All I have to do is get when I get lonely is I just go on Facebook or I go out into a party and I'm no longer lonely. Well, the fact is, maybe for those moments in time, you're not lonely. But as soon as you get back to yourself, that loneliness comes back in. It grabs hold of you, and it won't leave until you go back out to the party, drink that drink, have that drug, go out and get involved with some relationship. It's not going to leave you. It's just kind of sits there. You can escape it. But if you really want to solve it and not cope with it, you got to really do the steps to go through 
connecting with yourself and connecting with some spirituality. And again, you know, we did that show with um, my, my dear friend, Robert Tum, and he was talking about channeling. When you really connect up, whether it's with your own channel, with spirit, uh, you have a connection that is just feels so honest and so real and you get so much insight from it that it's not just one of those highs that come and then you drop down low again. That's not real. When you get that true connection, it's solid. It's well, when I say solid, I don't mean solid, like thick and and heavy, like in the physical world, but it's uh, maybe solid is not the right word. It is connected in a way that is it is just a nice high vibration that doesn't seem to change. It can stay constant. And I think constant is probably a better word than solid. So just remember that when you're doing that type of connection, just make sure that you're not going up and down with it because typically when you're going up and down, it's not a real, real um, um, connection. So what makes people lonely? Well, loneliness has many causes and affects people differently. And often a person can feel lonely because of their personal circumstance. I I think about these people who have been kidnapped and live in a basement and they have no one to talk to. I mean, to me, that would be the ultimate in loneliness when you really look at it. I mean, they've literally, no one knows they're there. They have, they're being abused. I would call that the most deepest section of of depression, but yet when you hear about them afterwards, they go through some metamorphosis. And I've not personally talked to one, but I've read books about it, and I'm like, wow, those people came through a tremendous journey and somehow survived without caving in. But you know, sometimes loneliness can be a very deep, constant feeling that comes from within. Some people call that deep depression. I don't work with deep depression. That's something that I believe uh, requires a more of a mental health situation like bipolar or, or deep, deep, deep depression where you're suicidal or something. I don't deal with that. And I'm not talking about that, y'all, when I'm talking about loneliness because I don't dive into that. I'm not that trained and I don't pretend to be that trained. I'm talking about very successful, highly motivated people that go through that constant feeling that gets to them as soon as they're in their own space again. They get that loneliness feeling. That's the kind of, of, you know, lifestyle that I'm looking at because stresses of daily life can make some people, you know, feel like they don't want to go out. They just want to stay home. They want to be by themselves. Um, there, there are situations like that that you may be working all day long, and by the time you get home, you're like, I don't want to see another soul. That's not necessarily loneliness. That's kind of a respecting of yourself just to kind of get to know yourself. And that's a very key um, component when you are learning to overcome loneliness is to respect yourself, find out who you are. I mean, you know, for some people, losing a partner or somebody close to you like your pet can cause a sense of loneliness. Typically, those are, are temporary, but I want to address some of these because I don't want you to think you got some sort of issue if you've got loneliness. But I do want to help you so that you can always be alone and not feel a sense of loneliness when you are. But, you know, break up with someone or, oh, let's just say you're a single parent. I've been a single parent all, most, of, most of my existence. Um, 
And, you know, there were times that I said, oh, this would be a lot easier if I had somebody with me. But boy, when I tried to have somebody with me, and I did, believe me, I did, uh, it became harder. It was actually temporarily uh, good, but over the long term, it turned out that that was my greatest lesson to learn that I could do it on my own. So remember that now. Another thing is when people retire. Uh, They've been socially active with all these people at work, and uh, then all of a sudden they retire and they have nobody. Well, that's just a social issue that can be resolved by, you know, getting out and meeting new people. But still, it comes back down to even people that have had kids, and they kind of lost contact with each other as a married couple. Then the kids go off and live their life, and, and they look at each other, and like, and they look at themselves, because guess what, y'all? They gave up themselves somewhere along the way. That's not a bad thing in the sense of taking care of your kids, but when you really look at it, they kind of lost themselves. They don't know who they are anymore. They certainly don't necessarily know who they're married to anymore because they had so much attention on the children because it's fun to do that. I mean, kids are fun. I learned a long time ago to keep my own life um, and have my own special life for myself because my mom didn't have a life and she depended on me and it was very stressful for me at times. So when I had um, my child, I did everything I could not to be like that. I'm not saying I'm not. And I'm, I, I, but I'm doing my best to not be that way so that when that soul needs to go off on their journey, then, you know, there's another journey for you. So, uh, there's another, um, experience that you can live in an area maybe that you don't feel as comfortable in. Maybe it's, um, socially not the area that you feel comfortable in, but yet you're stuck there and you can't move and you feel lonely. Well, I would say understanding soul's journeys like I do, that's probably the most important time for you to start to learn to understand yourself. That's a great time to start reading. I mean, I come back from work and I've, I do uh, real estate closings during the daytime and I'm with people all day long, but I, and I connect to them. I connect to them and do everything I can to make their appointment um, comfortable and to say and do anything to make their life better. But when I come home at night, I want to be in my own space. I want to take my law, uh, spiritual law books out. And I want to connect the way that I do with nature and take my long walks and, and be connected to myself because I don't have that loneliness anymore. And I know what it took for me to not have that. So I share that with you because you don't have to, to ever have loneliness again. Y'all those internal feelings of loneliness, they come from within and they don't disappear regardless of your social circumstances, how many friends you have or how many um, relationships you have, or if you're married, it isn't going to resolve it. Yes, temporarily, of course it does. But we're looking for your soul's journey. We're looking for your soul's evolution. And if, you know, if you're listening to the show and you're saying, well, what does that matter? Well, if you're listening to the show, you'll understand from my perspective, a soul's journey is a soul's journey in that you don't just come into this life as uh, Vicki Ford and then, oop, I'm gone now. Uh, yeah, I'm gone as Vicki Ford. Uh, maybe Doug and, and, and Don, who own BBS, they may come back with different names, but their soul's traveling with them. That, that's who they are. And so when that soul learns 
all these beautiful gifts on life, you'll never have to deal. If you really handle loneliness this lifetime, you don't have to deal with it again because that's a great law of karma. You will have resolved that issue. And I I, um, was reading something about someone who had loneliness and they said, uh, and it's a quote, um, it's a side effect of the barriers I put up over the years to protect myself from the world and the world from me. So sometimes people can have so much loneliness that they will build up barriers. And when I was going through my Rohan and going through my energy works uh, with um, said energies, I found as I, because I have, a, um, I'm telepathic and, a, and I'm also um, can see things, you know, I, I, I'm able to see visually um, the world outside of just the physical. And so when I would see these lonelinesses coming up, I would see these big barriers around me. I would see these um, kind of masks that I would put on and shields that I would put on. And um, that's something that I was able to deal with to be able to, re- to, to melt those down, heal them and resolve them and send them up to the highest of lights so that they would never affect me or anyone else. So those are the types of um, experiences. If I were, ch- if you chose to work with me in a, a counseling or advising session, we would work with that because I would be able to see around you and I would be able to say, ah, I see the block there. I can see when this came and I can see how we can resolve it. And when you start to work on the energetic aspects of loneliness, it isn't just something you click your finger and you read a book and you say, oh, I'm not lonely anymore. Yeah, well, another layer will come out of, of as you're peeling your onion of, of consciousness and um, something will pop up and you'll have to resolve that. So when someone says, well, I, I um, have resolved that, then I say, great, that is just awesome. And yet, if there's something that happens to them five years from them, from from that time period where they've lost something in their life or something magically went away, then maybe they have to deal with a second layer of that loneliness or second part of that. And uh, as long as we're on Earth, um, everybody's going to have to deal with some aspect of it. I mean, I'm looking at moving when, when my family member and I move, we're, we're looking at, well, do we want to be closer in or do we want to go out way out in the country and really be a, just only 20 minutes from civilization? So we're going to have to go resolve that to find out how much space we want and how much socialization we want, because you have to learn that for yourself. No one can tell you, ah, well, you know, that's what I want or that's what I need to have in my life. You you will learn that yourself if you really tune in to what is considered loneliness for you. And I remember hearing something, I don't know, it must've been 15 years ago at this time, but a, 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 um, spiritual counselor named Debbie Ford said, if you can't learn to, to enjoy your own company, I'm paraphrasing it, but if you can't enjoy learning to enjoy your own company, how can anyone else enjoy your company? So what happens when you get this feeling of loneliness? And again, as a divorce attorney, I saw it over and over. I worked in the children and, um, uh, you know, uh, defects, which is, um, I didn't work for them. I worked with the parents and the grandparents and the kids. And I would see so much of this loneliness loneliness because they were away from their families 
whether they were good families or bad families, they missed what was comfortable to them. And the parents would be desperate or the grandparents would be desperate to be with their kids. And there would be a severe case of loneliness that would come over these families. And I would work with them as best as I could, even though I was acting as an attorney, even with the skills that I had as a counselor, I would do everything I could to assist them to understand that there were steps that they were taking, that they soon would be over and that they could resolve issues about themselves that would help them be a better daughter, son, parent or grandparent when the children and the family came back together because typically that's what those times are for is to that's not what they teach you then but 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 basically it's time to like wow what could I've done better uh what could I do better I mean I had I had kids y'all that got very very lonely and they would report their their parents and then after they reported them and were taken and put into foster care they would be so lonely they felt they were just desperate they would call me up and say you know Miss Vicky what am I going to do and I'm like well this is a time to to learn that you know you not a time to learn you can't lie you can't you know, try to get your parents in trouble just to get your way. Well, they learned it. They didn't need me to tell them that. They, they, they knew that. They knew that they had, oh, my goodness, what have I done? You know, by trying to get someone in trouble, you typically get yourself in trouble. And so they, they had to learn the very, very hard way. But, you know, I ask you, how does the upset of, of loneliness um, affects so many people in our world, the hearts of people throughout the world? When you look at all the people that have committed suicide that are very famous people, Robin Williams is a good example. Very, very supposedly what I've read. I don't know if it's true or not, but very lonely man. Well, I mean, he had a wonderful family. I know he had a wonderful career. He had all the money in the world that he could have needed. He had everybody admiring him, but yet he still had that sense of loneliness. So it isn't... um, age-defying, it isn't um, race-defying, it isn't because you're an American or because you live in Asia. It happens all over the universe, this type of thing. It's affecting millions that feel loneliness or feel unfulfilled. If unfulfilled. And, and um, the feeling of loneliness is basically, in my viewpoint, due to the failure of man in loving themselves and loving other people. This world has become so disconnected uh, that we see kids playing video games, shooting each other up, killing people. They don't, they don't even think about it. It's just like, oh, do-do-do-do-do. And I've seen it. I've, I've, I've done appointments where the kids were sitting in an in a, uh, office space and they were sitting next to their parents and they, were, they couldn't even say hi to me. They were playing video games and they were violent. They were violent games and they become so desynthesized. So they become lonely because it's, um, wow. I mean, this is their life. It's not connecting anymore. It's, it's all about a little box or a little computer that says, oh, I have a friend who you don't know who that friend is. You don't know if they're a pedophile. You don't know who they are. And, and the, the symptoms of loneliness magnify the effects of the pain that it becomes the focus this is from my my daughter's psychological um teachings the focus of attention to 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 put the attention on ourselves and to create this self 
um, I, I want to call it almost like a self preoccupation. It's self absorbed. It, it, you're almost obsessed. Obsession is the word I want to use that creates an obstacle to loving yourself because you just become disconnected from yourself. The moment y'all that we become disconnected from ourselves, that's when loneliness steps in. Because if we become disconnected from ourselves, then how can in the world can we connect to our children, to our families, to others? Uh, I don't know this person, but I do know the grandparent of a uh, someone who has shared with me that their grandchild is so disconnected that they stay in a room. They cannot even go over to the grandparent's house uh, because they feel so un. Well, they just are disconnected from everybody there. They want to get home. They want to be in their own space. That's an escape route. They're not connected to anything. They're not even connected to themselves. If they could connect to themselves, they might find out why. That kind of person needs either coaching. Well, I'd say they need more than coaching, but even a coach. A coach is powerful. Uh, An advisor is powerful. Anyone to help them to recognize Oh, oh, that's what I'm doing. Wow. I did not realize that. And, and that is the, the, the very power of working with someone because everyone needs someone to observe them. It's like my daughter being a psychologist in the making can uh, really help me out a lot. She's been very, very helpful. Mom, did you know what you just did? Ooh, okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Oh, wow. Let me watch that statement because our thoughts are very controlling y'all. I did a show on it and I'm going to kind of do some reruns, um, toward the end of, of certain time period when we're, we're out of the country because it's powerful to your thoughts are powerful. And sometimes we don't even realize what we're saying, what we're thinking, even in our deepest thoughts, it isn't always what we're saying outward, but it's about what our thoughts were. Have you ever had a headache, a toe ache, a stomach ache? A stomach ache is really interesting because those are your lower, that's your solar plexus. When you've gotten nervous and you get a stomach ache, and I would say if someone were working with me and they'd say, I get stomach aches, I, first thing I'd ask them is, hmm, when do you normally get those stomach aches? And what were you thinking at the time that you got the stomach ache? And typically when that happens, oh, and I'll give you a really good example. And because we were talking about this, this is all in the subject of loneliness. Um, someone very dear to me was looking at where they were going to go to school. And I was um, contemplating, well, if you go to this school, you'll have more socialism. You know, no, oh, let me restate that social, not socialism. Oh, gosh, don't. Oh, Vicki, take that word back. You will have more social interactions. So I can't even think of the word right now, not socialism, but social interaction. But if you go to this school, you, it'll, it's a much better school for you, but you'll have not as, as much social life. And so the person, uh, we kind of decided that they would go to the place where they had more social interaction. Well, guess what happened? That person got a sick, sick migraine and we couldn't, we did energy work on it. We did everything we could that day to resolve it. Finally, I spotted it. And when I saw the person again, I said, when did this start? And they said, um, you know, they told me when, and I said, what was your thought about that? And they said, oh, every time that we think we talk about that school, 
things go astray. Well, guess what? There's something about, doesn't matter how many kids you're going to know. If you go to a school and you make your decision, well, I'll have a good social life if I go to that school. Well, you may flunk out too. And if you're that kind of student that you don't need to study and all you can do is go party and have that kind of life, fine. Well, that person that I'm talking about isn't that kind of person. They're on a road, you know, less traveled, very high consciousness, and their goal is to get this training. Well, if they go to a school that has a lot of social life, they may get so distracted from that that they may not achieve the goal that they were looking for. And when you're young, y'all, oh my goodness, some of the things that, that we do are not going to be choices that you would make later. And you'd look back and you'd say, oh, I wish somebody would have told me, or I wish I would have listened. Well, if you have, uh, you know, people in your life that really care about you, they're going to do everything they can to help you to listen and to help you to understand and hopefully grasp what it is that you might do. So what this person finally decided was to go to the school that has less social action or social interaction, but they will be able to achieve their goals better. And guess what? The headache went away. So you have to think about what you're really thinking at that time. And it's very, very important because the unconscious, the subconscious, if we don't get control of that through energy work, through somehow or another working with someone so they can hear you talk, hear you listen. When I do uh, counseling, I like to do it on the phone because I don't want to see their face as much. I want to hear what they're saying, their, their intonation, what they're really, the, what the words are. And I will write them down so that if I keep hearing the same phrase over and over again, I'll know that's the controlling um, energy that is affecting their life. So the other issue that is going on is the basis of trust between people. And that can cause a world of, you feel like you're not being loved. You feel like you're in a world that is void of love. You know, the politics of our world, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what, you can't just look out the external. You still have to go back. If the trust between people is is not happening and and less and less people are talking to each other because they don't trust it, then that loneliness can make you, well, you just feel lonely. You feel like, I don't have anybody to connect to. I don't know who to talk to anymore. I don't know who I can trust. And that can create a feeling of loneliness. So that is when you need to really have a strong connection. And I say need because that's you're, you're listening to Dr. Vicki talk that I'm coming from my world. This is the way that I counsel. I feel that, that life is about connection. I feel like it's about a connection on this journey with a higher being, with your higher self, with your inner child, with your soul, with your soul's journey. That is why I called my practice living your soul's journey because it isn't necessarily about finding what your soul's purpose is you already know that most of you when I talk to you you already have it but it's about living that journey of your soul the soul has a journey it may be under the name of Dr. Vicki this life it may be Joe Blow Next Life or Susie Q or whoever, you don't know what the name will be, but the soul goes with it. That's why Akashic records are important. Soul records are important. Karmic records are important because when you're dealing with all of this loneliness, 
you have to deal with all the universal laws that affect you. And that's why I focused my practice on the universal laws, because it doesn't matter if it's loneliness, feelings of lack of love, all of that will be able to be handled when you tune in. So how do you take the, the, the first step to deal with loneliness? By learning to love. I believe that strongly, and that's a strong statement. It's a very general statement, though. How do you learn to love? Well, you start taking courses. You start uh, getting counseling, coaching, uh, advising. But first, you have to understand that you got to love yourself. you got to learn to love and have some sort of connection that you don't feel like you're in this world alone. Maybe you are alone. Maybe you live alone. Maybe you don't have one social interaction in the whole world, but you're not alone. That I know with total certainty. You are not ever alone. And that is what that gift that I got after that relationship that I was in, my final relationship for this life, uh, at least a marriage, I should say that. I'm going to have relationships, but not a marriage. It is because when I walked in the mountains of, of the beautiful area that I lived in, I felt this connection and I knew that I would never be alone again. It was the most beautiful spiritual interaction that I have ever had ever in this whole soul's journey that I have experienced. And now that I have it next life, I won't have to go through this again because I have it. I have it in my soul, what it feels to be connected. And it's a powerful place. And I love helping other people to find it. I can't find it for you. No one can find it but you for yourself. But it's there for you. It is is there. When we feel lonely, we feel like we are in some sort of prison. We can't reach out. We can't get there. And that's why it's important to connect with someone. If you try sometimes to do it all by yourself, I had a lot of help at that time. I had an energy, um, um, Robert, um, Tom had helped me. He was, and he still does. He's, he's a spiritual healer. I'm kind of branched off on my own now, but he's always there if I need him. And I had gone through years of getting my PhD in uh, transpersonal psychology. And folks, the reason why I share this with you is I don't want you to, to get disappointed or have expectations that if you take a course or if you have three months of, of uh, coaching, that that will solve everything. It will be the biggest step that you've ever taken in your life. It could resolve it. Just like me walking in the mountains, it could just pop open one day and you're, you just, you have it. But when you own it, you own it. And always remember, once you own something and feel it and own it, it is yours forever. So just, just remember that, um, you know, through my times of life, I, I never could figure out what caused loneliness until I had tried relationships I tried studying. I got degrees. I've got a, you know, a law degree. I've got a PhD degree. I've got professional coaching degrees. And, and I still felt, well, not after the coaching, no, that, this is before the coaching, but I still felt that sense of loneliness. And if you look at that statement, it was all about external stimuli or circumstances, not internal. Everything that I was doing, and not, there's nothing wrong with doing any of that, y'all, but you have to look at what your purpose of, of it is for. And uh, through all that, though, I found myself. So, you know, you don't make mistakes going out and getting degrees and living your life 
all you do is if you have the intention of becoming higher consciousness, it will occur. It's what your intention is on. And once I figured out how to accept myself, find my own love for the woman, me, that spirit had created this life and many lifetimes before. Wow. Then, then and only then did the loneliness go away and has never come back. Yes, I love people. Oh, I love people and friends and family and my pets. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we're going on a, on a very uh, long trip this summer, and we're taking our pets with us. They're on the plane with us. They're part of our lives. We, we even get places to stay that are convenient for the dogs. They have their yard. We, have, we, we plan our trips around our pets. Of course, we think of ourselves, obviously, but we also think of our pets. So, because how can you enjoy yourself if you're out living your life, doing things, and you're, you're worried about your pet? I mean, there's no, well, I don't know about y'all, but I can't enjoy it. I mean, it wouldn't be no fun. We went on a um, dog trip uh, where we did dog sledding in Wyoming. And the dogs for the first time had stayed at a um, pet clinic where, you know, it was like a little pet boutique or something. Well, I, I felt, I felt my little puppy and I knew that she was unhappy. So I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the trip. I love being with my, my, my child. I loved every minute of it, but at the, very edge of that trip, there was always this, oh, I know my little dog is like desperate. The other dog I knew would be fine. I mean, he was just a little bit more friendly and not as um, prima donna as this other one. But when we got back, I mean, she was so scared that she was in the back of the little place they had her and she nobody could talk to her. And when she saw me, it was like her. She she came to life again. And I will always remember that because I now I know why I had those feelings of, ooh, you know, I, I love this trip, but I kind of be glad when it's when it's over, too. So so um, but just remember that that that, that connection to yourself into spirit, that no matter who is in or out of your life, you are whole. And I think about people who go through disasters. They have everything taken away from them, you know, physical, everything physical, but yet they have themselves. They have their families. Some of them don't even have their families, y'all. They've even lost their families. And then that, I think sometimes they have to, I don't know, I've never, knock on wood, I've never had to go through that. But it's that inner connection that you have to like, whoa, whoa. I mean, there's has to find a strength in there. So remember, there are three steps. And I don't like to necessarily put anything in steps, but I will say seek happiness within when you're looking for loneliness re- resolution. Friends and family cannot resolve loneliness for you. And three, find yourself and find a spiritual counselor someone who can help you get over that so you're not coping with it anymore and you can resolve it and don't have the past issue of loneliness coming into your life. So if you can take and remember those three steps and get some, some help from someone, I'd love to help you. If you, if you want to call me, my, my information's at info at vickyford.com and that's Vicky V I K K E. I will always be there for you. If it, even if you just want to email me, uh, I just welcome you. So I thank you for tuning in to listening and the love I have for you is very deep. I care for you and living your soul's journey. Sit back, relax, enjoy it, and tune in next Saturday evening. Good night. Thank you for listening in to Living Your Soul's Journey. 
Be sure and visit Vicki in her virtual home at VickiFord.com to learn more about you and how to overcome roadblocks in your path. Until next week, be in gratitude and thank you for tuning in to Living Your Soul's Journey.